So anyway, this is Richard from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Emmett from From the Depths. Are we Hi, keeping man. you well? Owen from Slung from a Tree. Yes, sir. Back, sir. And Roger from Course Monk Records. Why, Roger? Hi. Yes. Great to have you here this evening. What is bringing us together is a fundraiser. And I'll just put you over to Rog and he can update you on where we are in relation to that and what's it about. So on July 17th, we're running the first Monk Fest, which is a fundraiser for my niece, Ashling, who on the 7th of April, while walking home from school, was hit by the wing mirror of a van. Uh, she was hit in the head. And she, as a result, suffered severe brain damage. Um, she was lucky in the sense that the first car on the scene was a woman from the civil defense. Wow. Uh, there was an ambulance driver driving home. So he hit there fairly quick. The ambulance was there in about 10 minutes. Luckily enough that the uh, helicopter was in the area and that there's a new protocol that they can actually take from the roadside. So she was the first person to actually make it to the hospital with this kind of brain injury. Um, so the prognosis at the moment is anywhere from where she is now, which is in a vegetative state to a, a, an almost full recovery and everything in between. Okay. But the reality of that situation as worst case survivable scenario is a vegetative state. Best case scenario is uh, a possible full recovery that there is all the variables in between, which adds okay. a lot of hope, but there's also, yeah. uh, it is a serious amount of cost involved. And, okay. so and that's why we're, we're doing this. Exactly. So we're, we're holding the fundraiser for Ashling. And there's a lot of other fundraisers going on around the place for Ashling, which is great. There's a, a fundraising organization called Ashling's Journey, which is being started up. So there's mm -hmm. a lot going on. Um, I have to say a huge thank you to Owen and Emmett for, for giving me the shout and suggesting this to me because it's all the buys I did. Yeah. You know, it was Owen and um, Alex wanted to do a slug and, or it's not a slug, sorry, a, a tombs and slung from a tree gig and it has developed into Monkfest. So it is really the buys. Like. Yeah, of course. And I mean, like, obviously your head wasn't in any way thinking about metal or anything like that. It was all about your niece. So Emmett and Owen, in relation to the idea, how did it come about? Um, so it actually came about through, I don't know, most of your listeners will probably see this because of the way Facebook algorithm works, but um, Roger did actually put up a sponsored ad in relation to the fundraiser. And I was sitting, as most of most ideas I have, I was like hung over on my missus' couch and I'd seen the fundraiser or the, the ad once or twice and I kind of had a fleeting thought for a day or two about doing something kind of small in pharmacy where it was like, we could use tombs playing bloodstock and promote it as like a warm up gig and oh, the lads yeah, bringing cool. out an album soon and just kind of just have it as a tube and build, do it between us, keep it really small and everything. Um, I threw that idea to Owen and Owen now in fairness is the one who kind of took the trajectory and it really, he was the catalyst now that got all of it to happen. I just kind of threw the idea his way and he really, really expanded like mad. Um, one thing, from the get-go though I was really conscious of was actually getting to go ahead from Roger to do it yeah. because I didn't want it to kind of come across as kind of doing it for the sake of kind of like showing face and everything like this. I think the metal community in Ireland is great to kind of um, do the right thing when it comes to like fundraising and help each other out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And really the, if you look back at the group chat from like the first ideas and everything, everyone who's been in any bit involved 
it's really, really turned into a lot more than we thought it was going to be. And again, I have to give credit where credit's due to all now, because if it was just me, it would have just been like the two bands kept it really small. But everyone that's involved in it has really kind of added something to it. It's going to make for a savage, savage day. Yeah, and it's a testament to Raj as well, that he's well loved on the scene and well respected. And yeah. it's over to you on in relation to how crazy did it go? <laughs> uh, surprisingly we kept it fucking we kept it on the leash anyways like but uh yeah as Emma said like even ourselves and Aaron and like myself and Alex will be friends with the guys inside Pharmacia so we've often talked about putting on a gig in there like you know yeah and because we only kind of got back on the horse since we played that said the siege we were kind of saying oh we may as well try to start a few gigs you know around the town and whatnot try to get back you know into the swing of it Mm-hmm. And sure, didn't conveniently enough within that time space, Emma texted me with the idea, you know, after seeing, you know, Rod sharing the GoFundMe account. So, kind of like we said, we take it handy to start. Like, I, we were in discussion with the lads from Pharmacy trying to start dates. That was the fucking the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Just trying to, like, I, I won't even get into it now, but like, <laughs> originally we said we'd keep it as kind of a, a limerick thing, but it couldn't really. It wouldn't work out with whatever way. So we said, fuck it, we'll do it as a, a curse monk thing. So we went through other bands and whatnot, but the final lineup kind of came together perfectly because it was all, you know, Molar Bear, ourselves, Frost, and Tombs were all under the same thing, which is curse monk records, obviously. Like, but um, yeah, no, it kind of came together itself, really, like, because. Obviously, we made a group chat, and that, that was hectic. Like, even when we added in the lads from Robert <coughs> and Frost, they were like, dear Christ, like, that was the reading they had to do, because it's just me sitting there now being like, all right, let's do this now. Let's do that now. And it's the other two lads that are okay, we do a bit of that now. And, like, it, it was not nowhere, shape, or form organized. It was complete madness. But that's You're the one of those guys now on that just types out one sentence. And then yeah. follows it with another yeah. sentence. Oh my God. Instead of like <laughs> a whole paragraph, it's just sentence. It's, it's, it's a fucking attention span, man. You know, I can't like, I don't know. My attention span's too short that I can't like put together a well structured fucking. I don't even say what I'm thinking there and then. But like, uh, no, so, I kind of came together handily enough. Hmm. Handy enough. Because as I said, I knew the lads in pharmacy fairly well. And okay. obviously, up between all the bands, you kind of know each other. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't actually that much of a challenge, really. It was just trying to sort the date that everyone could do. Awkwardly enough, it was on a Sunday, but I reckon it'll kind of play to our favour in a way. Okay. But, like... Um, Unless there's a big fucking gag game or Limerick playing that weekend. Fuck, if I know, man, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, neither do I. I just <laughs> said I'd ask it. It's Sundays, it's just gas season now. No, but sure, no, you have them all in with the green jerseys anyway. So fuck it, how bad? Yeah, you should throw, throw a few coins in the bucket there, lads, man. You know? <laughs> there you go, there you go. So, Raj, were you aware of this lineup building in the background or had you any idea? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with the lads kind of from the word go at the group chat. Okay. Yeah. So, ah, yeah, I, I reached out to Mona Bear. It's been, a, it's been a, a team effort, which has been nice. But That's nice, yeah. And I haven't seen you, man. How did the move go? You moved to, was it County Waterford, is it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was grand. Yeah, it was stressful enough as the move was going to be, but like, just the home spot. So it's just falling into old routines and it's grand. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. And do you find, like, I mean, the Galway scene is kind of sporadic, but there there is still 
you can still walk around the town yeah. and meet heads. Like, what, what do you find about moving down to Waterford that's different? It's a lot quieter. Like, I'm in the countryside, you know. Yeah. And I'm only on my provisional license, so okay. I there's not really the driving freedom of going into Clamell or anything like that. So, but, um, yeah, Clamell's a great scene, actually, as in just even music wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the bands have come from Clamell, like Zohora, Crowback Chicken, and yeah. There's a 12 gauge outrage, I think. Yeah, there's. There's there's many more as well. Yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, it's it's grand. Like it's it's isolating slightly, and it's nice and quiet, and it's what we both wanted, you know. Okay, okay, that's cool. I presume as well, it's a bit cheaper than Galway. Yeah, it is indeed. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and Emmett and Don, could you imagine yourselves moving away from Limerick, lads? I, I tell you, because when I actually had this conversation with my, with my missus this morning, I'm contemplating after a final year of college going off to Canada for a year or so. Um, oh, good for you I, if you can pull it off, yeah. Yeah, it's just the visa cost now seems to be that in flights, but I don't know. It's, um, I moved, I had lived in America for a spell a few years ago and the like between COVID and college and everything like that, I went back to college in 2018. I've been in Ireland now like the last five years, it'll be six years now by the time I finished college. And it's just... Um, like I'm turning 26 on Sunday and I was Jesus like, do you know something I'll try and... 26. I know. <laughs> I'm a baby, like, but do you know, it's just, um, I kind of thought, stretch the legs a bit more now, do you know, on the good side of 30, like, do you know what I mean? And the MSF nearly drive it to the airport for the experience. Travel while you can, my friend. Take yeah, good advice fact. there. And just the metal scene over there as well, like the, the lineage from Canada, like Razor and stuff like that, ah. do you know what I mean? It's... My childhood listen all came from Canada, so I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Now I could turn around in three weeks and be like, "Oh no, that that's not happening." But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the hope anyway. Now for now, yeah. that's nice, man. If you can pull that off, it'd be great. Do the world a good. Oh, big time. Owen, you moving it's down to Cork by any chance now? I haven't thought about it, Richie. Now, honestly, like, but yeah. like, if we're to work it out, man, I'd say it'd be cheaper than. Because like where I am now, living in Scranton, I'm not paying too much. But if, if I were to move out and have to pay like accommodation in Limerick, it'd probably work out cheaper to go abroad for six months. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. My daughter is a student and the horror stories about trying to get accommodation in Limerick for students. And I'm in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I think still Limerick would be cheaper uh, than Cork to live. Probably. Yeah, probably. Like it's, you see some things out, a bit of a joke, but that's kind of everywhere nowadays, man, you know. But, mm. like, yeah, still, I wouldn't fucking, I'd rather fuck off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, talking about that, about the cost of living and stuff, um, I'm going to sound like the world's worst salesman now, but it was, regardless of the day of the week that we got this in, it is actually a handy alternative for going abroad for festivals as well this year, because just everyone now, after the war is broken out and everything like that, and inflation is going like mad, Rather than spending 200 euro on the ticket alone and then 400 flights and then you need about 400 spending money or whatever, 10 euro and a train or a bus and you've got four of the best bands on the island of Ireland right now. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And yeah. I'm not saying that for a cheap plug. Like I said, this is the boys, I think, only yesterday once we had, or not yesterday, last week when we kind of had everything set in stone pre-announcement. Like if, if I wasn't like a part of this, I'd be running into Limerick for this genuinely. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the, the location. Pharmacia is like probably, I would say is the nicest pub Outside the Dolans in Limerick, like slapping. Oh, I've, no, I've never been. I've never been. 
You'd love it. I've seen like yourself and your missus when you go abroad and you have the cocktails and stuff like that. Nicest cocktail bar in Limerick. Like you jump at it like. Oh my God. Great selling point. A boozy old spot. (laughs) And what's the kind of stage capacity there? Think of the Casbah, but a bit more open. Okay. Like there's not, there's not, it's like a wide hall. Like the bar is at the back. So you just have the open space. Do you get me? I do, yeah, cool. So, like, you, you, 100, 150, maybe, you know? Jesus, deadly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh. 150, no squeezing this, but 100 at least, like, you know, but uh, I've been to a few gigs inside there, they were definitely over capacity, like, that's right about getting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's also a barbecue as well. So, there's, it's yeah. tenor on the door, a barbecue, and it's starting at five o'clock. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. starting for five. Like, Joe, come in then if you want, but like, Joe, doors and will be Joe, seven or eight ish. <laughs> will be announced TBA, TBA. Okay, so who's starting and who's finishing the set? That's not even been sorted yet, or well, it's been talked about, like, you know, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can see we're very professional now with the setup of this. Um, I'd say we'll announce it probably a few days out. Um, okay, cool. Like that, I think the main thing what we're trying to do is given the fact that it's a fundraiser gig and everything like that as well. One thing that we're very cautious of is just creating a very kind of relaxed vibe. You can often go yeah. to gigs and you know, doors are eight, curfews 11, so everything's very rushed, very hectic. Um, I think you could kind of tell just from our kind of manner of speech and everything <laughs> so far, we're nearly over relaxed about this because it's the whole reason we were kind of doing the barbecue and stuff is like, you know, when do you really go to a gig and there's lads happening out like, you know, fucking Big Macs or whatever on the side, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but that's Pharmacia now, in fairness, like they, they actually came with that idea because they often, because like they have a, their back smoking area is a lane, it's open lane. So, um, they often have lane parties that have job fucking DJs out there blasting tunes and stuff. But like they said, sure, we'll throw on a lane party and a barbecue and whatnot. Like, you know, class. So, yeah, it'll be good. Oh, and Raj, what about from your side of things? Any news in relation to any of the bands? First of all, is there any releases upcoming? Yeah. So uh, this month we have Python from Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a post metal neurosis kind of crack. Okay. Definitely check them out. The first single is up online. It's very, very good stuff. Next month, we have Tattered Wall, which are a Japanese kind of noise doom affair. Okay. Uh, in September, we have Vidot, which is our Costa Rican kind of cosmic doom band. We're putting that out with a Costa Rican label. Is uh, That's up as well. Check it out. It's, it's heavy as fuck. What are they called? Vidot. V-O-I-D-O-A-T-H. Uh, we'll have Muller Bear coming up soon. Yes, that's the one I was waiting for you to yeah. say. When is soon? Soon. Um, September, soon, October, November? I say, no, we're looking, we're looking December. It's kind okay. of it's up, it's up to the boys. Like Everton is ready to rock. Everton's ready to go. Okay. But they're down a member and they want to get that sorted before they release it so they can just hammer up the gigs. Do you know what I mean? Right, great. Um, we have, what else we have? We have Biocaster, but that's in the future because they haven't, they haven't recorded yet. Um, <laughs> then on, on Thursday, we have Slot Hammer. Slot, Slot Hammer. Hammer. What a great name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should check out their, their last one we released. It's like a... Name it yesterday, Doom. Uh, in Sludge. places, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They kind of mix <laughs> noise, Doom, Grindcore and Circuit Bending. So it's 
two drummers and angle grinding uh, yeah they do have some angle grinding that's for sure and <laughs> 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 uh, what else do we have da, 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 da. yeah I think that's it for a minute mm. we have slung from a tree whenever the boys get that over to me <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a pig fly inside <laughs> the studio no I genuinely know like come on, gen- genuinely <laughs> no. Come on, genuinely. Yes, come on. No, it's like, it's done. The vocals, we finished all the vocals like, again and not everything else. It's done. It's just Aaron's doing the fucking twiddling again, like, you know, but it is done. Sweet. And we've even fucking ordered shirts, believe it or not, man. I know it's crazy, like, but. In this day yeah. and age, shirts and all are organised. Shirts and all, man. Yeah. Wow. Here, here's hoping we'll have them for the gig in pharmacy, like, so, you know, be handy. Emmet, how many times has he said that to you over the last... God knows how long that the album is done. It's all together. Is the T-shirts a new angle for another delay? No, no, the T-shirts, I have faith in them with the T-shirts. The first time we chatted... <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time we chatted about a album was I just came back from America, which is nearly six years ago now. But I know the lads did start like seriously kind of putting things in place for the album. I want to say in 2021. Is that no? It was genuinely what happened was it was 2019, mm. and we record, we record, we record the we recorded the drums in 2019 in pharmacy because the whole idea was it was going to be a trial and error kind of a thing in a way, like they were going to do it ourselves, you know, because obviously it costs a lot of money to fucking record shit. So we said, we'll, we'll record the drums because they're the hardest thing to get done. We recorded them in pharmacy because they gave us the place to do it. Did that. And then over the space of time, we did like overlays, guitars, bass, whatever. Then the big, you know, the big sneeze came in and mm-hmm. that kind of put everything on a halt. Aaron worked away with the guitar, got it done. We got the bass done, got the vocals done. They got lost. A couple of other things got kind of you know, thrown into the void and it's been piecing together since really. So and it's, it's, it is, it's done now. Like, so believe, believe me if you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your next answer. How many songs? Seven, I want Thank to say. Christ, if he said three, I would have just thrown off the microphone <laughs> and walked away. If it was three, it would have been three 12 minute songs or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's okay then. It's seven, but realistically, you could call them five because you know the way we kind of play, they kind of feed into each other. Like, yeah. You know? but, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it's going to be the bones of 50, 48, 50 minutes, like, you know. Excellent stuff, but, man. Yeah. The lads are just holding out like an afford vinyl. I know oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. <laughs> uh, I was paid a nickel every time somebody said I want vinyl. Uh. <laughs> oh, did, the backlog is insane. We were I know, just, I know. It's, I think, who was it? I was chatting to one of the boys from Malthusian on an episode from the Depths about two months back and he's working, I think, with Scobes in a vinyl manufacturers in Dublin and he was saying, realistically, the backlog globally it won't be like pre-pandemic levels of like being able to go and just get impressed and whatever until I think he was saying the rest of it in like seven years time. It's really, really bad at the moment. Oh, like, what a pity everybody started loving vinyl when it's too <laughs> fucking late. Simple as that. 
even the resale value of vinyl now is I remember when I started buying, buying secondhand vinyls, you could get like, you know, a secondhand LP for like 12, 50, 15 euro. And now it's like 22, 23 for something yeah. that's half battered and has been sat on. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They should just whip up the unused vinyl and melt them down and <laughs> recycle them. Yeah. That'd be lovely. <laughs> to avoid it. Like, all those know, shit vinyl releases from. Don't buy into vinyl. It's not worth the money. All those pop that. stars who had the cheek to grace us with vinyl for their product. God Almighty. Um, four album box set or some new greatest hits by ABBA that no one fucking wants. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Some ways. Like... In Tesco, actually. I was walking in Tesco earlier. I saw that oh. up in Middleton. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was walking in when I was like, I was like, stop now a minute. I seen like the wolf tones on vinyl and like some <laughs> odd enough ones. Like I was like, okay, fair like, enough, I suppose, you know. <laughs> Straight into the cart. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I saw David Bowie. David Bowie was there on vinyl. And, and the prices yeah, though. Like that, like, but, uh, yeah, they were yeah, on 30, 35 quid, maybe. Madness. Absolute madness. Shocking money. Shocking money. In yeah. fucking Tesco Rocks, bro, like. <laughs> the only scene that has very respectable, I would say, cred with vinyl is the post-metal scene and post-rock. And dunk records in particular, because, you know, shout out to Pat and the Smashing Skull Sessions, man. Jesus Christ, those vinyls are just jaw-dropping. So they are. But they seem to be getting around the shortage somehow or other. Yeah, I mean, I get an email every other week from maybe a Polish company or, or, or an Eastern European company saying, like, you know, essentially just sending me the price lists and saying me like we have a down to a four month turnaround time mm. which is great like when I put out rituals I mean the backlog wasn't as it is now but we, we were looking at about six to eight months back then whereas there's about 12 months now between you know sending it in and getting it yeah they had it to be in 12 weeks you know yeah so I guess it's just you gotta shop around and then see where you're getting but I like, think yeah it's the small runs probably suit post metal yeah. And the likes of us as well in the metal scene, you know that. that... I mean, there's some amazing like sludge and doom vinyl, and some labels are put are, are that are solely putting that out that put their money behind it. Gorgeous, gorgeous vinyls. But like, I don't know. I've never been the type to spend money on like a, a fucking green and red splatter yoke. Just give me a black vinyl that'll do me like. Uh, do you know what I mean? That yeah. seems to be very kind of common in death metal now. Um, I know like plenty of lads that'll buy. Like I remember last year when Cannibal Corpse's last album came out. I saw lads online with like, you know, the you know, regular black version and then they had like the see-through blood splattered one and yeah. the green slime. Yeah. And I, I just think it's such a waste of money, like, do you know what I mean? And it's, I don't mean to be like, like preaching to converted, but like it's these fuckers you see them and they're never at a local gig either. Like, but they've just spent the bones of 200 draw and five of the same fucking record. It drives me insane. Like, I can't, <laughs> yeah. can't understand it for life, mate. Yeah. yeah, same. Well, they'd go to Desert Fest or Dunk and come back with a load of vinyl as well. You know, on yeah, the other yeah. side of it. Yeah, so, true. Um, the lads from worn out have shifted all, shifted all their vinyl. So now, if they're playing a gig, I, I don't know. I don't know. Have they any merch left? Even I don't think no. they do. But I've seen them in the Limerick Chromags, and like I bought a hoodie off them, and I was saying to them, and that was kind of it. They had left was hoodies, I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's it. carrying the fucking things around too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice hoodie too, comfy as fuck. I got the last extra large Nomadus one up in Belfast. Yeah, um, it's nice. It's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> a shout out to them for getting Bloodstock. I'm delighted from. I saw that actually. Yeah, great band. It's represented quite well this year now, Bloodstock, between Tombs and them now. Who else is over? Um, oh, the winners. Me now. The winners. Hint. 
Yes, 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 that's it. Um, have they who said what the stage is? Who won the Dublin one? I'll, uh, I'd have to look at that. I'd have to look that up now. It's scarcely. It feels like forever ago that those finished. It always seemed like no. those finished like a month or so before the festival itself. Mm. It seems easy. Is this year. Uh, Bloodstock is second week in August. I think it's, uh, it's, it's the week to, after. Yeah, it's August the 17th or something close enough uh, to that. Yeah. We're in brutal assault at the same time. So, Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I wonder who won the Dublin one. Jesus, we should know that. Back in hand. Go on, Google it there. <laughs> <laughs> You're trusting me, boy. Get the hamster pedaling there and <laughs> start up the computer. <laughs> you know, the lineup that, that is put together for Limerick is this first time a lot of those bands have played together. And I know Tombs and Motherbear played in Cork recently together. Okay. With God, with God alone, they played in Fred's at one of Evans' dead cult gigs. I think it was the second one, maybe the third. I think it was the second one, right? Yeah, it was the third one. Uh, Slung from a tree and tombs have definitely played. Oh together. yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think I'm we've Frosh, though, that's, we've been that's... on the same lineup. I think. Yeah, I don't know oh. if Frosh have been to Limerick before. Out of curiosity, no, no, they have actually. They've been, I'd say, since COVID. Um, Is that the siege? Did they play at the siege? I think they did, and and yeah. maybe it was under drought. Maybe actually, yeah, yeah, because they weren't together all that long before COVID hit, and then they had to change the name. So I could have mm. that wrong now, but yeah, mm. I'd, I I think could be totally talking about it as well. They could have played. They could have played her like three times, and I just might have caught him. Yeah, I I certainly have missed them anyway. I know there was a Cork gig or a Limerick gig on, and they were playing and. I missed it. And they played up in Dublin as well with Sellers Cult, I'm nearly sure. Oh, in October they did. Yeah, that was between restrictions for a while. I remember that because they just played Limerick not long before that as well. Um, So on the seated gigs, I remember they did, yeah, it was Zellers Cult in late September. Yeah, 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 we we bumped into each other that the, um, yeah, yeah, they they played, uh, I think it was the Grand Social not long after that. They just finished the 3 as well for didn't they? I had to laugh at the this this cult tour bus breaking down from Belfast. <laughs> I got love them. The tour had went so well from like every like every night was seeing posts with like making the boys being tagged, and then at the last stretch, like do you know what I mean. And it <laughs> felt so awful because I saw a photo of them with like Barney and the boys snap him, and then the next post I see is them on the side of the fucking <laughs> sixty. I was like, oh, he was on the way sick. home. Eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still recovering from the photo of Decky uh, performing oral service to one of the statues outside uh, Voodoo. <laughs> I mean, we stood around those two statues. I think they're statues, well, they're, I don't know if they're made of stone or what, like, but they're there anyway. And we stood around there drinking and smoking and none of us thought to give fellatio to the statue. Uh, Decky. <laughs> they're twisted lads they're fucking twisted out there <laughs> it'll be the basis of one of the songs now on the next album <laughs> yeah what are you looking forward to Raj the next few months gig boys being planned Mumpfest well, yeah, yeah. from Mumpfest obviously <laughs> yeah um, I was looking forward to Primus but they pulled out oh you a Rush fan as well uh, yeah, more so a Primus fan, but Rush are pretty good. I've never seen Primus live, you see. So. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be fucking arse now with Rush to be truthful, but yeah, Primus, oh, just to see him. Exactly. Uh, it's the vocals, it's the fucking vocals. Oh. I mean, we're going to see uh, Placebo. They're touring their new album, so that should be good old crack. Nice. 
going to see uh, Dead Kennedys, right? Even though Jello obviously isn't with him, but like yeah. fucking East Bay Ray and Klaus Ruhrai playing the bass. That'll be pretty sick. Ministry and Godflesh. Can't wait for them. Nice. Fucking wait for them. Uh, as far as local gigs go, I don't know. I'm going to try to get down to Corkmore. Mm. You a bad rapper. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, yeah. I know there's um, some interesting bad rep gigs coming up. Yeah, they've uh, Doyle from the Misfits is coming next month on like, the fourth. I uh, know not the fourth. The Suits Air gig was announced for the fourth. I think Doyle yeah. is just after then. That should be savage. Stu's whole cool. albums are very, very good. Really? Um, yeah. I, and I didn't think I'd like it now, to be honest, because mm. like I'm very much like a Danzig yeah. Misfits head now. They were my Same. gateway band into everything. But yeah, it's kind of like it's a nice middle ground between like like Graves era and, and Danzig stuff I find it's very it's very metal influence like do you know what I mean but it's good it, it won't be for everyone do you know what I mean yeah. if you're expecting super catchy hooks like the Danzig stuff it's not really there but it's kind of its own thing as well like do you know what yeah. I mean definitely good live anyway from what I've read <clears throat> online and stuff as well and you win two tickets to see it at Monkfest yeah uh, oh really plug yeah. oh, <laughs> oh shit nice. we didn't say that sure we're doing a yeah, raffle we, uh, if we can't announce the raffle on the fucking metal cell that's yeah, <laughs> we announced the raffle winners maybe <laughs> <laughs> so we're having a raffle at, at Bunkfest and uh, a bad rapper cool enough to give us two tickets to Doyle two tickets to Emberroot Rundle and two tickets to their 15th birthday bash uh, we're getting nice. a bunch of signed books from Eddie Lennon uh Keen Moose from Moose Electronics is sound enough to give us a pedal. Colin from the Bulga Design has given us 100 quids worth of art. We have a two-night stay in the George Hotel in Limerick. And then the bands are contributing some merch and I'll have some kind of Curse Monk mystery box all going for the raffle. So that'll be worth coming. Yeah, class. Jesus, that's great. I can throw in a few things as well. I have uh, some, some Metal Cell pin badges, the Celtic Cross badges. Belly. Yeah, I'll throw oh, that nice in. Thanks, man. Thanks, Richie. Ooh, yeah. Jesus, that's the least I can do. I, I don't think of any T-shirts left. Yeah, I'll have a look. I, I, that's something I'm going to have to do, sort out 40 years old, do another T-shirt run or something or other. Get one of the boys, the local artists, to do something for me. Exactly. Hopefully you won't get stung like you got with the hoodies. Oh, oh yeah, geez, that was rough. Yeah, yeah, those hoodies, gone. Just like that. should have got more. Uh, they were a class shirt the design was decent Colin did a great job he did a fantastic yeah. job yeah just oh man I remember that happened it was mid-pandemic wasn't it something like that it was, was, it um, it was before was it the pandemic Brexit came through when you got stung with the yeah, import it was, yeah. it was all the fucking what you call it all the customs and shit custom taxes uh-huh. oh man that's a 280 quid or something like that Ugh. Sick thing, all right. Um, loads of lads have since got really good stuff from pins and knuckles, so uh, kind of uh, sorted itself out, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did the you... dead cold stuff came from there, didn't it? The it did. yeah, that was savage, savage quality. Now, I bought one of those when I didn't put them out. Um, I didn't get one of the beanies, though, just I was running low on cash, I couldn't afford just gigs were coming back at the time. Mm-hmm. But the quality of the shorts was unbelievable, it was really, really nice. Yeah, I bought the short and the hoodie actually. I got a beanie. Woo. <laughs> I can't wear beanies. I'm not allowed to wear them. <laughs> it's just fucking. I can no, get up, get away with these, but the missus says if you fucking wear a beanie, come on, like you're fifty-one. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> this is the shit I have to deal with. On. 
the stuff yeah. that nobody sees. Well, hi, you should like. I couldn't even try to wear a hat like that, man. This, this kind of fucking skull, like so. I'm literally <laughs> so. That's, that's the other side of the coin, like you know. <laughs> Unless now slung from a tree, go pure duck dynasty on us, you know. With all the combats and the. That's Steve, though. Steve does like an old combat pants and an old trucker cap, like in fairness, you know. <laughs> me, me and Aaron, you're lucky if you show up in a, a clean tracksuit, like. Yeah. <laughs> but getting back to the die gig, I hope that's a sellout. I mean, I thought the Pro Mags would be a, a cert, and, and it wasn't, you know. It seems it to be. Yeah, it was. It was about 90 percent full, I'd say. But I, I, I think. So. I think a big issue we're kind of facing, like that. None of I don't know if people. I'm not economist. I'm not an economist, so I can't. I couldn't have sussed whether or not this was going to happen. But I don't think we were expecting the kind of cost of living to go up as much as it did post COVID. Because, like, I know in a lot of interviews, people are doing a lot of interviews, even that I did during COVID on the podcast or whatever. Um, we were all saying that people would go to that midweek gigs would be a lot more common and that a lot more people would be going yeah. to them and just they are happening and then people just aren't able to afford no. it, which is a sickener. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's, yeah, it's it's a balls because we've we've saw, we've saw a load of great gigs coming to Ireland in the, the like the latter half of 2022 now, like if between that and like, I know in Dublin now, I just saw someone share the, the DME lineup for the rest of the year and I was just like, Jesus Christ. It was weird to actually see prospectus of gigs for like six months after the last two years like do you know what I mean but it's great to see but hopefully you now things start turning themselves around people can get out more like do you know what I mean but see Emmett how, how are you going to go up to Dublin and stay there for the night like you you can't, you can't. we try to get, we try to sort it for Magnus and my outlet because my outlet loves Magnus like and uh, I think it's clashing with Garth Brooks the cheapest I could find for one night was 227 I was like oh fuck that no. like do you know what I mean no couldn't couldn't justify it. Half a week's wage is just to sleep in a bed. Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, fuck you, Garth Brooks. <laughs> I don't even 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 if Garth Brooks wasn't playing there, man, you're still you're still close to two hundred. No, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. I paid ungodly money. Well, me and Aaron paid ungodly money to stay in Camden that time, like you know. So it's it's a joke. Oh, that was for Desert Fest, wasn't it? Mm, savage. Go yeah, crack. you didn't actually have to stay in Camden though. Do you know? You could have got better deals, but could have like, but uh, yeah, I suppose. Because we, we were we were close enough to Camden insofar as we were like a thirty minute walk away for turnstiles. Yeah, you see, the way we wanted to play it was to be close to all the venues because you know it was the way it was the split venues. So we were literally staying in Camden Lock, which okay. is a bonus. We were, which well. was a bonus show between the underworld and all the other spots. Just, so just, you couldn't get a better location than that, like. That's what I'm saying. No, it, it was worth it by all means. Like, but it's just yeah. you know, when you're paying the money, it's a kick in the balls. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Was it <laughs> but, you own that contacted me about accommodation in Cork to see some gig? Was it? Yeah, I remember got on to you, man, because what happened there was me and a few of the lads had decided, Joe, you know, we all kind of were off that we're going to head down to one of Evan's gigs, but mm-hmm. we kind of left. We did leave it short notice. We only left it with a, about a week's notice, and I'd say in the space of a day most hotels had either sold out or doubled in price because we had looked at it I remember I'd say the Wednesday yeah and I said it to the lads this is how much rooms are looking at you know get the money together and by the time I came back the Thursday night or the Friday the rooms were either gone or they had doubled and it, you know genuinely wouldn't worth like spending yeah. we would have been spending 100 odd quid each to like share a bed yeah. so between the four of us it was you were talking four or five hundred quid for 
I couldn't believe it um, when because I went looking for Owen. I was thinking, Jesus, he he can't be right here with, with those prices. And man, I even went down as far as Middleton, and it was just as bad. I was the same. I was looking at places, you know, with handy enough bus links and stuff. But um, no, I think it, whatever way that worked out, I think it might have been a bank holiday or something. But yeah, it was rough. It was fucking rough, all right. But that's it. If you want to go somewhere, book it in advance, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's that's the, that's a major problem now. Um, Limerick is fine for us, and so far as if we've got one of us driving. We just kind of take it in turns, like for the crow mags, for example. Yeah, you definitely were driving home that night, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did meet you upstairs, didn't I? Yeah, we had a <laughs> I, I had no sleep. I was up for 24 hours, man. And also, oh, you were telling me, literally fresh off the board, as we were saying. Like. Yeah, and continued on then Saturday night, yeah, Sunday night. <laughs> and I'm still going, would you believe? Tonight is the first night where I'm kind of somewhat reasonable. And even this was rushed, <laughs> you could say, like, you really have to get in the door, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that um, was good, in fairness. No, I loved it. I loved it. The, the, yeah. They just bring it, don't they? Like, that's that comes with years upon years of playing. Mm. Mm. He's, like, apparently he's playing like, since he's, like, what, like, eight or something? Like, that was the... He's playing drums since he was like really, really small. Seeing all oh, those old that's forests. right. Yeah, he was in yeah. his aunt's band, I think, or sister's band. No, it was his aunt, I'm not sure. And I love how he plays the bass. Like, he just beats the thing. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do you think <laughs> of that style, actually? Yeah. The bass. <laughs> but it suits it. It suits that kind of like, because um, it is on the more metal side of the crossover hardcore kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Mm. More of the metallic side of it. So kind of that punchy bass because the theme is quite literally punching the bass sounds good like yeah yeah I went to Gary Newman there as well John tall John was at that and Gary Newman has been touring since 1970 something or other 78 79 and he's only missed two years of not touring so when you're going to see him you will get one of the best gigs you'll ever be at I'm telling you like that's a lifetime like yeah and and he just brings it to the stage just quality you know, but um, but like I was just disappointed that there wasn't enough. I thought there would be a lot of interest, even from younger folks, to see the Crow Mags. You know, just to see how they yeah because there is on stage. You know, just to, there is, there is a kind of I don't want to say like listening, but there is a little bit of a, a punk scene you now kind of emerging. But especially Limerick younger heads, um, a few years before everything kind of slowed down, like. We had the turn and stuff like that. Um, they've broken up now a few years, but like there was the inkling of a scene. And like, mm. you know, I saw a few kids there now that would, kids now they were obviously adults, like, but that I'd never see at metal gigs, but they had like, you know, like they had their own version of like Battle Vests with like patches they'd all made themselves. Like they weren't buying patches and everything, like mm. badges, they were making badge machines and everything like this. And I was just kind of looking and I was kind of like, I touch, you know, I wish there was more of this here because I can only speak for myself and say it's like, Myself and a few of my mates now in 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 Clare, like do you know, what I mean, we would have hardcore would have been our gateway into metal. Like before, I listened to Motorhead or anything like that. It was like do you know, the Crow Mags, Minor Threat, Bad Brands, oh. um, then earlier stuff like do you know, like like traditional punk, like the Ramones and stuff like that. And you know, I'm surprised there's not more of an interest in that here. Like, it, and I kind of noticed now with ebbs and flows, I'd say. Yeah, it's like you you look at like the age group of like the lads now and God alone, and it's like I think it's because. 
kids know like they're obviously not kids but they have all have like access to instruments a lot easier than maybe 15 20 years ago that they're playing music younger mm-hmm. and like maybe they just get into more intricate stuff at an earlier age because just at least listen to the interview did with the two lads there like, like that was on last week's episode I was sitting down listening to some of their influences and stuff like this. And I was kind of like, Jesus, you wouldn't kind of expect this at all. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. been naming off bands that like I'm a few years older than them and I haven't even touched off yet. Like bands I'd be intimidated to dig into. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah, it's amazing. There is a, a kind of homegrown punk scene through relapse promotions. Mm. Shout out the gym there from Hashmaker and Dirty Casuals. They're kind of pushing yeah, hard. They've always been doing stuff. Mm. Yeah, so that's good, man, for the scene to have something like that as an alternative just to keep keep a steady flow of, of people coming through for gigs because otherwise it'll just die out if there's just only metal in a, in a city like that. Yeah, they announced oh, it yeah. well, I'm pretty sure, recently. Like another uh, all-day kind of a thing. Yeah, and they got some great bands down from Dublin to play in it. I don't know about the attendances, what, what had happened there, but um, you'd hope that there'd still be good interest in it because the lineup was quality there. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be consistent enough as well with um with turnout just from whatever I've never been to a relapse gig yet, just but work and everything just hasn't worked mm. out so far. But just from friends that have gone and everything attendance seems to be consistent. So they've it's good for them. It's a kind of healthy kind yeah. of uh, thing they got going now, at least from you know. Mm. And there's a good scene up in Belfast as well between hardcore and punk. So mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, you just wonder about Galway and Waterford and even down Kerry, like what the hell is going on? these places just like and not, not even to be weird but there's like I'm not even saying this to laugh but there's so many crusties in Galway like why don't any of them have a bass or a guitar or something like uh, no, I mean? weapon of a scene when I was living there you did that yeah I was just I, I would know I had a few Galway gigs even yeah. when we were starting you know I mean when Hexen House used to put on shows they put on shows very right, the first gig we played was a Hexen House show like yeah exactly and then the punk lads um uh, is it Galway punks or Ballinat punks, Mayo punks, whatever? Put on a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff going on in Galway. No, I can't speak for any more, man, because it's been mm. six yeah. years, give mm. or take, five years since I lived in the city. Right. Okay. But, oh yeah. No, I couldn't say. I couldn't speak ill of the scene in Galway. Waterford. We just don't hear about it, you know. Yeah, unless maybe, yeah. maybe unless the likes of we'll say Slung or Slug are up there, or Tombs are up yeah. there, but. Ten Ton Slug did that thing, sure, didn't it? That that was the only thing I heard happening in a long time, anyways. Yeah, I suppose with the with COVID and all, kind of shot everything in the in the foot, we'll say. <laughs> I was up there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, there was some punk gig on, punk gig on in Arsenal Gale. It was uh, I didn't go into it, but it was mad walking past it because everyone was like eighteen. Yeah, you know, felt like a fucking teacher or something. Like, ah, oh, look at them, they're so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on up there now, gig wise. I mean. I know, like, Sean and Ragus, Sean from Slug and Ragus from Weed Priest were doing the Hex and House thing, and then that ended. And I think the last Slug gig i seen was under uh, promotions, which is the, the Slug thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if they're going to be, like, continuing on that as a thing, or did they just put it on the poster? Hopefully they're being continuing it on. What, what was the one they did? The all Walpurgis, is it? Walpurgis. Yeah, Walpurgis. Yeah, they was... did Walpurgis, and then they did the, used to do the Dark Arts Festival. Mm. which would run a kind of a coincide with the arts festival up there. Yeah. Wasn't linked with it. It's kind of as a, the flip side of the coin mm. of it. That was, that was fucking great, man. You have noise acts and. I was at it in um, 2016. Um, I remember Cosgrid played it. It was unreal. One of the best gigs I've ever been to. Yeah. It was, it was savage. 
That was uh, I had that was my first stall as Curse Monk Crackers. I signed tombs that day. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was the gig then. Cool. <laughs> or no, that might have been twenty eighteen actually. Yeah, no, don't mind me. <laughs> it wasn't even the thing in twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah. And like I had um what's his name from Baylor on Dave Clear talking about the Waterford scene and then Evan obviously from the Kilkenny scene, which just kind of disappeared. Hmm. Um, I don't I don't know or never knew anything about the Waterford scene. Yeah. And Dave Langan as well was on about it. Then Kilkenny was like mighty for, for a few years there as well. And Slave Zero and all those bands. So it's just it's just weird that nothing I ever guess, came yeah. came out of Kerry. Yeah, of, that's of true. I guess if you're if you're taking like cities like Galway, right, Limerick, Waterford, Kilkenny to a degree, they all have colleges and shit now. So I guess it's just yeah true. You know, starting bands, playing gigs, little scene. Influx of people, isn't it? Um, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when I moved to Galway, like, only, only Fumes and Corpses were doing a lot of gigs. There was a lot of punk up there. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, it became a bit more doomy as, as the years went on, you know. Yeah. A bit more sludgy. And then now a bit more nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I see him popping up now more regularly. I see that Sally seems to have a gig nearly on every week and, well, Sally is the key. You need somewhere like that as a focal point for people to gather and exactly. I suppose in America it would be Fred's, would it? Yeah, it would be Fred's. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, like but, us and our Dolans, really. Yeah, yeah, and then Fibbers in Dublin, right? Yeah, there's just one kind of real main venue for. Well, you know, Bruxelles was never going to be a Fibbers. It's a different kind yeah. of clientele altogether. Yeah, and then what was the other one? The Gypsy Rose. That's gone as well. Yeah, that was a great yeah. spot. Again, that was a different kind of vibe. More rock and roll kind of crack. Yeah, uh, very much so. So what I'm gathering from this is I have to open a pub in Waterford. There you go <laughs> now, man. <laughs> There's a niche. <laughs> Loop in with some Hells Angels and we'll be laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Seven> the wheelers. <laughs> Anything else then, lads, before we call come it quits? Gig, come to the gig, come to the gig. Come to the gig. Yeah, yeah please, please come, come to the gig. To the gig. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> Let's run over it again then. So it's July the 17th. Fraud, tombs, molar bear, slung from a tree. Tickets are a tenor on the door. All proceeds will go to Roger's niece, Ashling Kennedy. Uh, you have a GoFundMe page running as well. Yeah, for Ashling. Yeah, so if you can't come to the gig, please consider donating to the page yeah so I'll put the link in that in the show and there will be also a raffle on the night there will yeah and with a lot of fairly sick prizes yeah and yeah. A barbecue ones as well yeah how bad there it is yeah it sounds yeah sounds class 250 a band yeah, exactly. Yep. If we were to add it up, you know. Two euros fifty, yeah, to see a, yeah. Yeah, a class exactly. band. Yeah. Good yeah. long sets too. None of this twenty mm-hmm. minute blocks. None of that thirty minutes shite. <laughs> <laughs> that that is one thing we should note is the sets are actually going to be more considerable than most gigs because of the length of time that we have. So everyone's going to Bring get to play pretty much a full well, set. You know? Oh, I'm bring your protect the ears. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing lots of amps. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fucking are too. and of course you'll see a few of the local heads hopefully from other bands there on the day as well look here's hoping here's hoping yeah yeah. okay MS, Owen and Rog thanks a million for coming on the show man appreciate it thanks for having us and thanks for 
help and promote it, man. I really appreciate it. Glad to help in any way. Okay, support your local metal scene and try your best to get to this gig. One more time, it is on the 17th of July in Pharmacia, Limerick. Tickets are tenor on the door, starting at 5pm. And as I said, it's all going to Roger's niece, Ashling, who we hope is on the recovery, please God. Thanks, everybody. Thanks yeah. so much, Richard. Here's, there's that. Do you have less?